Welcome to Tales of Marketing Transformation, laying firm foundations for your marketing journey. Tune out all the black magic and imagine a time where marketing has transformed into something human. Where marketing is about building relationships with people you serve. Where marketing is about helping people. That time is now. This is Tales of Marketing Transformation. And here's your host, internationally recognized marketer, speaker, and podcaster, Dr. Jürgen Strauss. Hello, and thanks for joining me on this quest to make marketing human again. Today's another podcasting episode where I'll share tips and ideas from our experience in the world of podcasting, having run the InnovaBuzz podcast for over seven years and, of course, hosting the Tales of Marketing Transformation show, as well as producing, launching and editing podcasts for all of our customers. Recently, I joined Blake Fleischacker on his Facebook Live channel, Blake Fly. He's on a mission to do a thousand Facebook Lives daily. Quite an undertaking. I'm not sure what episode I was on. Clearly, Blake is an expert now in hosting people on his live shows. That certainly came across in the episode that I appeared as a guest on. We enjoyed a, a wonderful conversation, and I thought today... I'll share some tidbits with you from that conversation. Head on over to talesofmarketingtransformation.com for the show notes to this episode and a link to the original recording of the entire Facebook Live. This is Tales of Marketing Transformation. In this conversation with Blake, we talked about how podcasting can build sustainable visibility and a deep connection and give you permission to speak with anyone. How to find your dream audience. We talked about going on virtual speaking tours via podcasting. Let's listen to my selected excerpts of this conversation. Now, podcasting is your world in a really big way. Lots of people have podcasts, but You've been doing this for quite some time, and you are a leader in this space to help others do it as well in their business. And not just, hey, here's how to plug in a microphone, but rather, here's how to use the world of podcasting to, to be a real person, connecting mm. with other real people, and actually growing your business in the process. So what would you say is kind of the stereotypical thing people think of when they make a podcast? Like, oh, it'll be cool. And what for you does podcasting make possible and why you love sharing it with people? Yeah, yeah, great question. So I'll, I'll start with the what it makes possible for me. I started my podcast, my first podcast, seven years ago now. It's coming on to seven years in August. Mm. And when it was a mentor of mine who suggested I should do that as a marketing exercise to position myself and the way he was doing his podcast at the time was bringing on guests to talk about their area of expertise. And I thought, that's a great model. I really like that. Mm. And immediately it opened up for me the possibility of reconnecting with a whole bunch of awesome people that I had in my network from my corporate career that were senior mm. people in, in very big innovative companies. And so I themed 
the podcast around innovation to start with, connected with them. And mm. immediately I started, wow, I didn't know they were doing these cool things and I, because I was having those conversations and I almost, it gave me permission in a podcast to explore their world, to dig deeper into things that they were doing. And I started learning amazing things. In addition to that, they connected me with other people that I hadn't met before. So all of a sudden, this became a networking tool as well. Mm. And then as time went on, I thought, well, I've got to get the focus of this on my business and, and get this connection to my business right. So I focused it in on a bunch of themes that I thought were important to my dream audience, and I defined that dream audience. And as a result, and of course, there were things that interested me and helped my business as well. So first of yeah. all, I connected to some amazing people. I learned, yeah. I, oh, I keep learning i keep getting connected to amazing people i keep learning a bunch of things it's a fantastic education to me and a great networking tool and then of course i have the privilege of sharing that with my audience mm. so they're the things that have you know done what they've done for me and my business and i love doing it even though i'm an introvert i kind of find it really easy to get on these conversations like this one yeah. The other thing that it's done, of course, it's pivoted my business a little bit from a marketing business where our core business was to much more of a podcasting business. So using mm. podcasting as a business tool, as a marketing tool. Mm. And a couple of the things there that I'm now focused on and why we're perhaps different to other people that do podcast training or podcast production or help people launch podcasts is that many people sort of go into podcasting and they think once they start podcasting, the audience will fall into place, the business will follow, um, yeah. the barriers that they have are really the technology, how do you do the podcasting, how do you run something like StreamYard Live, how yeah. do you, or what sort of equipment do you need, yet they're actually the easy bits, the, yeah. the bits that you have to learn that you don't necessarily know up front is how do you actually make a connection with people, with your audience, with mm. the guests that you bring on? How do you add value in a way that the audience will listen to and say, I've got to subscribe to that. I've got to listen to this again. I've got to come back. I've got to share this with my colleagues and friends because there's so much value here. And mm. how do you then translate that feeling into ongoing conversations with those people so that, you know, there's there's a community being built around the podcast. So they're the things that we certainly focus on. You know, how do you show up and add value when you're on a podcast? Even when you go in to podcasts as a guest, how do you show mm -hmm. up and, and give value? How do you prepare yourself? And it's so true because I feel like sometimes uh, sort of like being an author, you think, okay, I'll write a book, hmm. boom, the doors will blow open, opportunity will come knocking, and it's going to be amazing because I'm an author. And yep. podcasting, I imagine there's some parallels where people are like, okay, we'll call the show something, we'll make a great like image, we'll get a few people as our guests, and then, hey, I'm a host of a podcast, except hmm. much like when your book is done, especially if it's self-published, it's like, oh, the work begins... <laughs> Yeah, once, yeah, that's right. Once you finish the the mountain climb of completing your book, so 
what are some ways that you help people kind of reframe podcasting, not from just throw something on a place like iTunes and hope for the best, but rather this is this is a way to engage other human beings, whether you're mm. inviting them on or you're going on others. How do you, how do you humanize this world for people that you mm. work with? Yeah, great question. Well, we I mean we built this twelve step marketing framework that is around the concept of human marketing and human connection, and it dawned on me that hey that could be adapted to podcasting because a key part, like you said, you know the analogy to the book. A book is a fantastic credibility badge, if you like. But yeah. unless you wear that badge, unless people see that badge, it, right. it doesn't really do anything. So you've yeah. got, you know, once you've written the book, you've got to promote it, and you've got to get it in front of the right audience, um, yeah. and and convince them that hey, there's value in this book, and there's value in connecting to me as the author. And it's the same with the podcast. You've got yeah. to get it in front of the right audience and yeah. and convince them hey listen to this because there's value in this for you and then make yourself available to continue those conversations so the 12-step framework how we start that is really getting to know yourself first you know what am i about what do i value what do i believe and what's my unique message that i'd like to get into the world what's sort of the core theme or core themes that i want to talk about here that i'm really passionate about getting really clear on those things and then the second step of course is who's the other human in that conversation and that for the first thing we start with there is the dream listener who's who's the listener what are they interested in what do they value what do they believe what are their aspirations how do they behave? You know, what do they do on a day-to-day -day basis? So we get into a really in-depth understanding of the dream listener, even to the extent that we build this thing called an empathy map to understand mm. them more at a level of feeling. You know, what do they feel? How do we want to make them feel when they listen to the podcast? And, wow. and so we work on those things first. And then, of course... Once you get to the stage of producing the podcast, having, if it's an interview podcast or a conversation podcast, then of course there's the relationship between the yeah. guest and you. Right. That's really important. So we work a lot on those things. How do you initiate a conversation? How do you build a relationship? How do you invite people on? How do you then connect with them in a way that once you get on the show, there is this genuine connection and genuine conversation like between friends at the coffee table as you said earlier mm. and and then other people will feel wow this is a really cool conversation i'm enjoying this plus yeah. the guest feels comfortable so they're yeah. showing up as their best and adding value and mm. then the next step of course is the promotional aspects how do you get it out in front of more of that dream audience how yeah. do you initiate conversations there where people might say hey i'd like to add to this conversation or to this knowledge how do you get to the point where people perhaps will ask questions even even whether you go live for example where people do have the opportunity to ask questions of the guest yeah. or you know submit questions in advance so that um, the guest can can answer those questions on the show
Yeah. It's so much of the assumed elements, but that if they are missed, mm. it's so noticeable. Yeah. The, the, the human aspect of all this. And so I love hearing you break that down for anyone who's tuned in live or later. And you said something earlier, Jürgen, around when you began your podcast years ago, I believe, I believe the words you used were to help you position yourself in the market. Can, mm. you, can you explain that a bit more? Because I think that's really insightful to people that they might just think, oh, a podcast, yeah, it'd be fun. But it's like, hang on, yeah. this is also a way to almost put a mirror out there to sort of see who are you in the eyes of others or who could you be in the eyes of the market. So unpack that a bit because I thought it was really eye-opening and want to hear more. Yeah, exactly right. You used the metaphor or the, the comparison before about a book author and there's this saying that, oh, he wrote the book on this. So huh. you're talking about a subject and, oh, well, this person wrote the book on that. So automatically mm. they're the expert in that particular field. And it's it's similar with the podcast, particularly if you get in front of your dream audience who essentially they're the community from where your dream customers come from. If you get in front of them and they say, wow, there's there's Blake who's doing all these thousand lives and he's got access to all these different experts and he knows a lot of stuff about how to run a show like this. He knows a lot of things about teaching people about their passion. So then you can leverage that and, and also people are listening to you and, and so they have you as the expert. They've identified you as the expert in this particular field. So if that's something mm. they need help with, you're the first person they'll think of because, oh, there's, mm. there's Blake. He's done all this stuff and I've learned so much from him already. I wonder if I engage him as a coach or if I pay him to help me with this thing. There's, there's going to be so much more. They already know you. They already have a, a connection, that personal connection, because we have this saying again, we deal with or we work with people we know, like, and trust. So you've already um, built a no relationship. You've probably yeah. already gotten well into the like relationship. Mm. People like what you do. They like your style. They like the things that you've provided for them already. Yeah. And you're probably into the trust part already. Mm. So the the step then is pretty seamless if if you've got something on offer that they really need. Yeah. They're unlikely to go looking and researching other people because there's already this relationship being built. Mm. That's a lot of what podcasting can do for you. And podcasts, unlike books. Podcasting is actually a lot more intimate because yeah. people, I mean, people are right have you in their ears, in their head. Yeah. To me, that's one thing I tell my podcast clients too, is that that is a privilege that you need to honor. It's always mm -hmm. about serving the audience when you're doing this podcast. People who I know have asked this question often and I think it's a really enjoyable conversation, but someone like yourself has a lot of experience with it. And, and the question and conversation is around podcast touring, mm. especially the way the world's been lately. It's, it's a way to kind of go out and be on platforms, be on stages in some capacity. So 
what is a podcast tour for those that hear this and go, oh, what what is that? And secondly, mm. what would you say are some initial steps if even if someone wanted to say, go on five, they, yeah. they don't want to take over the world, but hey, I only want five podcasts coming up. What would you say to that, Jurgen? Mm. I think podcast touring, as you put it, or guest podcasting is another term that's used, is a very powerful way to to market yourself, get your message out in front of new audiences. And mm. it's also another great way to grow your network. And also, I encourage people who are thinking about starting a podcast, and there's a lot of work involved in setting up and you know setting up the hosting, setting up the back end things, and then you've got to do the editing of the show. You've got to have all the systems in place to do that really well. It does involve a lot of work. So unless you're really committed to starting that podcast, that, that's a bit of a barrier up front. So yeah. I encourage people that are interested in starting a podcast to first do this guest podcasting or podcast touring, mm. see how they like the podcast itself, because the big benefit there is the person who's your host is doing all the follow-up editing Right. Um, production work and so on now yeah. there's a lot you still have to do and this is i'll get to that in a moment because you asked about how how do you go about it uh, there's still a lot to do but a lot of the production work the setting up the hosting back end that's involved in launching a podcast you don't have that up front with that touring and then if you do a bunch of um, guest appearances and you say, wow, this is fantastic. I really enjoy this. It's adding yeah. value to what I do. I think I'll set up my own. Then you've already got a little bit of a head. In terms of how do you go about it, the first thing, again, is it's the same kind of first two steps and that's what's the message I want to share with the world what's my objective that I want to get out of this so it might if you're a book author for example you might want people to find out about your book and yeah. going on a podcast tour is a fabulous way to get the message out about the book mm. and or if you've got a business or a, a training course get really clear about what's the value you're going to add what's your message and who's it for? So who's the dream audience? And then once you get really clear on those things, then you've got to find what are the podcasts that talk to that audience, who have that audience or that kind of audience. And then once you've identified some candidate podcasts, then it's getting on those podcasts. So a lot of people yeah. then think, okay, I'll pitch to those podcast hosts. That's not the first step. The first step is starting a relationship with those podcast hosts. You want to listen to some of their podcast episodes. This is a big one that I see people are just too lazy. They just pitch straight away. They say, okay, here's a list of podcasts. I'll just send Blake a message saying, hey, I want to come on your show without yeah. having listened to a show, without having figured out, well, is that the right audience? Um, how mm. does that show run? Am I going to get on with this person? Do I like their style or or right. are they, when I listen to it, it might be grating to me because their personality is so different. Well, that's probably not a good show to go on. Yeah. Listen to some shows first, then start a conversation with the show host. And mm. the easiest way to start a conversation is go back and say, hey, I heard your conversation with Blake and I really 
was inspired by this thing you said there or or I'm curious about this other thing you asked them. I, I'm curious, why didn't you follow up with that? Start a conversation and immediately once that conversation gets going, then you can start to build and warm up that person, have a conversation, add value in that conversation. Then when you go to them and say, hey, I'd love to come on your show. I'd love to talk about this thing and focus on the value you're going to add to the show, to the host and to their audience. Mm. That usually gets a positive response. Right, because it's, I love to equate everything online to if we just lived in a neighborhood. Mm. Like if, if Facebook was a neighborhood, if YouTube was a neighborhood, it's like, okay, well, how does Facebook neighborhood work? Do these people gather on the streets? Do they talk to one another? Is it a yeah. gated community? So what you're describing is really fun to think of. All right, if I want to be on this podcast, we'll just take a seat in a chair, listen to some episodes, and get acquainted with mm. what what world are you in and what are some things relevant to that host, that show, and just you know start being a regular person and acknowledge what they're up to, why they're doing it, how it impacted you, and who knows? You might end up being on a show. You might even end up being co-host of some future show. That's absolutely right. That's a really good good way to look at it. You know, find out, just mm. be a person like you would in in real life. Yeah. And I think this is one of the big dangers of technology. People think, okay, we've got this technology and we can do some amazing things that we can't do in person, like talk across the world. But they forget that at the core, it's still a human interaction and yeah. people have those human needs. We all have that human need. And so to be human is, is really the important thing. I hope you got some value from my conversation with Blake. I'm inspired by his mission of a thousand daily Facebook lives, and I certainly encourage you to check out his Facebook page for other fascinating conversations he's recorded. In our conversation, we talked about podcasting being a relationship game and giving you permission to talk to virtually anyone. We talked about defining our dream audience and how to use the understanding we have of our dream audience to take that and go on podcast tours. And it's like being in the neighborhood and being a human being in that neighborhood, a good human being. I love the analogy there that Blake used, the metaphor. This is Tales of Marketing Transformation. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tales of Marketing Transformation. Follow the show to be reminded of new episodes. And leave us a review because reviews help other people find this show and, and these episodes that hopefully add value to you and we'd like to add value to a lot more people. I invite you to share this with everyone you think it could add value to. Go to talesofmarketingtransformation.com to join our Marketing Master mini class. Actually, you'll join our Marketing Transformation community and we have as a gift for you for joining the community, our Marketing Master Mini Class, which is designed to give you everything you need to turn your business, transform your business and your marketing into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. Also, 
if you have a podcast or you want to take advantage of all the things that podcasting can do for you that we chatted about today in this episode with Blake, or you're thinking about going on a podcast tour and you're not really sure how to get started, then get in touch. Let's have a conversation about how we might be able to help you and take away any barriers that might be standing in your way of getting your voice heard, building a sustainable visibility, credibility, and a deep connection with that dream audience, with your dream clients. I'm Jürgen Strauss from Anovabiz. Until our next episode of Tales of Marketing Transformation, stay awesome and let's make marketing human again. Thanks for coming on this journey with Tales of Marketing Transformation. Join us next week for another fabulous episode. For episode resources, visit www.talesofmarketingtransformation.com. Stay connected by subscribing at talesofmarketingtransformation.com forward slash subscribe.